0: to Titans, an NFL fantasy football podcast based out of the UK. I'm your host Fitz, I'm joined today by Flem. Hey, are you doing, Flem.
1: Living the dream, mate. Living the dream. How about you?
0: Yeah, yeah, living the dream also, my friend. Living it too. <laughs> um, we are running the series of short bonus episodes at the moment. You might have noticed a couple of them up and running. Um, they are short little bonus clips. We're just introducing the different GMs from our fantasy football league, the Anglo-Scott Fantasy League. We thought it'd be uh, worthwhile just introducing you to some of the characters and the managers of the teams as we progress through the year, because we'll be getting some of them on board to join us for some episodes in the future. We'll be taking the piss out of them when they're doing badly. We'll be not talking about them at all when they're doing really well. So, yeah, we just thought we'd bring them on. And uh, for today, who we got lined up for them?
1: Today we have the manager of the Bearsden Grizzlies, the one, the only, Mr. Barry Rankin. Double champ, as he calls himself, although we're double champs as well, aren't we, Fitz?
0: We are double champs, we, we
1: are. are. the three of us, you, me and Barry are the three double champs in the league. Great to have Barry on. Barry is kind of the font of knowledge, it's probably fair to say, or at least he thinks he's the font of Think knowledge. He thinks he is, yeah. yeah. he thinks he is, you know, but NFL, uh, he comes up with stuff that um, you know no one else does. So if you're really into your fantasy football and kind of really into your stats, and into the kind of chat this is probably the guy who you want to follow had a great chat with him as always as we did with all the guys um as we're winding up to draft B, which is just under a week away are you excited yet fits
0: oh, i haven't even done anything really to prepare and i'm actually bricking it so uh yeah i really? get my skates on
1: that fills me with a lot of confidence uh, before we get into the chat. Thanks so much for joining us as well. If you've downloaded it, if you listen to us on Spotify, listeners to Acast or on Apple, it's great to have you here. If you're liking what you're hearing, tell your friends get on social media leave ourselves a review five stars if at all possible please that would be lovely uh, you can also get in touch with us on our socials we're on instagram we're on twitter we're on facebook all of them at tight ends pod or you can email us uh, the email address is tight at gmail.com it would be lovely to get lots of emails there and not the current spam that we are currently getting um, from opening up a new gmail account that would be wonderful without further ado then uh, let's get into it. Let's listen to Baza Barry Rankin of the Bears Den Grizzlies. Oh, I'm a gummy bear. Yes,
0: I'm a gummy bear. Oh, I'm a yummy, gummy, funny, lucky gummy bear. I'm a jelly bear. Yes, I'm a gummy bear. Oh, I'm a moving, moving, gummy singing gummy bear. Oh, yeah, hey, gummy, 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 gummy bear. Gummy, 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 gummy bear. Hey Baz, how you doing, on man? Hey, having a good day?
2: Yeah, it's a nice, a nice day today. Yeah, can't complain. Good, good, day good. to sleep, though. So it's quiet just now, which is quite nice.
0: <laughs> the joys of balancing being a father with fantasy football and podcasting, and and trying to trying to prepare for the draft day. Eh? This is true. I mean,
2: I'm honestly just exhausted. I've got to be honest. I'm just exhausted all the time. <laughs>
1: yeah. How old's your kid now, Barry?
2: Uh, she's so just over two. Just, just over two. two. Just at that age where. She doesn't stop talking and she's running around everywhere. So, as I said, exhausted.
1: So, like your dad then? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Pretty much. Uh,
0: what we're going to do, we're going to get into a quick fire Q&A. Um, so, yeah, just shoot from the gut and answer as you see fit. And uh, and we'll see where we end up by at the end of the Q&A. Okay.
1: Your, yes. quick fire, your quick fire questions start now. So, what is your full name?
2: Barry James Rankin. What do you do in real life? Uh, I develop laptops. Excellent.
1: And whereabouts are you from?
2: Uh, I'm from Glasgow, live in Glasgow, having travelled around a bit and just came home. Uh, what's your team name in the Anglo Scott Fantasy Football League? Uh, the current team name is the Bears Den Grizzlies.
1: Can you describe your historic ASFL form in one word?
2: Uh, champ Champ. <laughs> can't, can't do it in one word.
0: No, that's, I mean, that, that's quite appropriate. Um, NFL team supported? Bears.
1: Uh, your favourite draft pick of all time that you've picked?
2: Oh, wow. Do you know that's a really difficult question? Uh, quick fire, quick fire. Most memorable, Saquon Barkley. I benched him for the full season, brought him onto the final, and won because of his performance in my second championship. Nice. Uh,
0: and then final one, if there's one team in the upcoming 11th season of the Anglo-Scott Fantasy League that you must beat, if you lost all other games, but you beat this team, uh, who would it be against?
2: I don't like losing. Um, I'll, I'll give you. I've got to give you two answers. I'm sorry. Um, Fleming is my barometer, right? Fleming is my competitive barometer. There's no agro banter between us. It's competitive barometer. But I can't lose to Broadwood because you just you just shut up. It's 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 one <laughs> of the things. Of you just have to put up with the noise for the following week. It's, it's not a competitive thing. It's just I want to put a cork in it
1: i mean that's really interesting i mean that that is a good answer it's the first time we've had two so it's you know you're you're against me the ball bags i I will take that as a major compliment barry so thank you for that you know take it against me the ball bags as your kind of competitive barometer but just the alligators just to just to get to shut up
2: me you um uh you and broadwood and the commish we've been there since the beginning so we have all got a rivalry so i don't want to lose to any of you right in many respects the commish is a Combination of you, ewan and the other you and ewan Broadwood, in that there's banter there, and there's a level of competitiveness. Mm-hmm. But let's face it, I don't want to give his ego any more of a boost, right? The reality is, what I like with you is a pure sporting contest, right? Between the two of us, it is who's winning, whose tactical decision. It isn't about mind games, and it isn't about just absolute crap chat. Quite well, we're just so, we're just
1: two prime athletes
2: exactly, Slugging it out. exactly. It's, it's 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 the mental test and well, that's the first that's, that's
1: the first ever time i've been called a prime athlete by yeah, myself I might or have, anybody I might else.
0: Have a slight concern over that phraseology for you two but <laughs> I, I will say this to you uh, baz that um you're not the first person to choose the alligators in the answer to that <laughs> question <laughs> Going to to, to your history, right? You've won two out of the 10 years we've run the league so far, you've won it twice. twice. How did that feel when you actually managed to win against the likes of Fleming, myself, Broadwood, who runs the Alligators? How did that feel?
2: Well, it's a great feeling. I mean, there's just no denying it. I mean, like, I I don't play competitive sport anymore. I mean, uh, I go to the gym, I'll, I'll go for a run, I'll get on the bike, I play a bit of golf very badly, but like, Fantasy is it's it's a competition, so so when you come out on top at the end of the season after investing four and a half months of your life into it, hey, it feels awesome. It feels even better when you go into a final and you're the underdog and you don't expect to win and you pull it out of uh, the fire. So, yeah, it's 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 awesome. Can't say f, but you know, you you two know what that feeling's like, and yeah, Steve did last year, yeah. The other four guys don't
1: the three of us on the call are the only folk to have won it twice. So we've each won it won it two times, haven't mm-hmm. we? But let us kind of get back into the into the main history. And a lot of that's because, you know, the three of us plus you and Brother of the alligators, we were the, you know, original four who are who are still in it. So the OGs. The OGs. So the, the background Barry, just you know, for everyone, the reason you go into it and the reason we're in we're in kind of the friendship groups is you went to university with you and, and James, yeah?
2: That's correct. We've known each other for over twenty years now. Um, and you know we had a, a, a passing interest in NFL University I think but it developed a lot more over the years and a lot of that was due to broadcasting in the UK as well actually as it came back and was more accessible and then the games started in London that was again one of the, the fueling things but but yeah so it was just taking our fandom to another level and following the games you know looking at red zone it was just a great opportunity you know to to add that element of fun week to week, which then just developed into 10 years of banter. And
0: in that, in that time, in the 10 years in the league you've been playing and entering our 11th, how have you changed your approach to fantasy?
2: <laughs> um, I don't think I have changed my approach to fantasy uh, until the baby came along, if I'm being honest. like I, I think I was a lot more brutal and competitive uh, before she came along. When she came along, as I said, I, I, I struggled last year to get time to do my draft strategy. I was kind of flying by the seat of my pants. And, and I'll be absolutely honest, for whatever reason, winning and losing didn't feel as important. As, no, you're you're you know, dead to me, You're as philosophical as that sounds. <laughs> it's you're dead, you're, you're, you're dead to me, you're dead to me. That's great, Stop. I'm tired, I want to go to bed now, that's great. But my actual draft strategy hasn't really changed. Like, If you look at my team historically, um, I'm very focused on defence. So if you, if you look at the fact that one of the great things I love about our league is we we play uh, IDPs and I put a huge amount of effort into defence and that does tend to be one of my difference makers is maybe I'll occasionally draft some defence a little bit high, but when you get the right linebacker, you know, when you get the right defence, the difference it makes in our league is massive. I've also been very heavy on wide receivers. Maybe it's my detriment in some years. Uh, I probably haven't gone RB heavy, but my strategy really hasn't, changed i went rb heavy last year and it didn't pay off yeah. it, it didn't it
1: actually cost me in the end well, well you, you see yeah you, you see it didn't it didn't come off i mean okay you you ended up with, a, with an eight and six season you know last year so what you finished fourth in the league you know which is kind of mid-table but you still managed to get your way through to the final where you know you eventually lost to steve going on from that you you know you finished fourth in the league which obviously which which uh, determines draft position so you kind of think well you know i'm going to have a decent I'm going to have a decent draft place you know at least i'll be i'll be fifth in the draft. But you gave that up, didn't you? I did. I did, yeah, I did. At the risk of being incredibly insulting, what the fuck were you thinking?
2: <laughs> sure. Um I mean the 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 easy way to answer this is I wanted to win. The other aspect of it was I hadn't really done much trading before. Uh, and I think uh, the commission is mind game has done a really good job of like, you know, trying to spur people onto the trades, trying to s- stimulate the market. Uh, And so I think I was like, yeah, you know what, I'll I'll tinker with it a little bit this year. And then just be honest about it is there ended up being like a sweepstakes for Alvin Kamara, if we all remember, you know, Alvin Kamara was was, was moving on from uh, the Musketeers and there ended up being a whole big fight over who could get him. I think, yeah, so let's, 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 let's
1: just let's just go let's just take a step back from that just so we can explain to sure. everyone because 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 what happened was sure. the the essex musketeers in effect put alvin kamara who they had i think i think he was the number one pick last year or, the, or their first round pick paul the gm of the, of the musketeers went oh they come I'm, I'm finishing bottom of the league here everything's everything's going wrong in effect fire sale um who wants him i'll, I'll listen to all offers and you came in and offered him what in return for alvin kamara
2: well that- let's add the extra depth there actually he he traded him to uh, the Renegades and we all rejected the trade because the giveaway was was far too light and so we effectively rejected the trade and created the bid market Mm -hmm. and I effectively went in and said I will give you my first rounder for a fourth and I'll swap Alvin Kamara and I actually can't remember who I gave him if I'm being honest with you I can't (laughs) can't remember who I gave him I think it was the New England running back Lewis I I think it was and, and I traded for him. And, 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 and that was the plan. The plan was go big or go home. Uh, the draft had me coming out with the best record. Um, I wasn't performing to the same level I expected to. Uh, Steve was doing amazingly. Absolutely brilliant. Mr. Botts came out the gates flying. Uh, a Renegades came out the gates flying. And so i catch up and then just thought, I'm going to do it. And let's just be honest here. A first rounder for a fourth rounder, Alvin Kamara, swapping hands. You're like, hey, here is top four running back in the league. He's going to win you a title, right? Well, unfortunately, I didn't bank for the QB instability at the Saints. I didn't bank yeah. for his lack of commitment and injuries. Mm. And what I expected to be a bell cover running pack, basically, he turned out to be a bell-end, right? <laughs> <laughs> that is, is a bell-end. really
1: good way of describing it.
2: Well, he, um, he um, after you
0: traded for him, he averaged you 11 points a week. Wow. So I worked that out. I went and added because I was just curious as to the value of the trade because I thought, okay, fourth for a first, and you got Kamara, which I agree with you, looks a great trade on the face of it and a fair trade compared to what the Renegades, as you say, offered. But then you don't know what you don't know, and then he was injured for like what four weeks. He played for another four for you, and he averages 11 points a game. Like,
2: and, and the thing that you know I can myself my stuff with, with when I look at the finals week, the only player I. Did not play. Who would have made a difference was the uh, was was Saint Pierre, the the wide receiver. But Steve was so far in his head nothing I could done None of my running backs turned up in finals week. So making the Kamara trade didn't wasn't the difference between didn't, wouldn't lose me the finals. I was going to lose anyway, right? Yeah, yeah. It was simply a case of I was yeah. trying to pull a Saquon Barkley. I, I I I had an injured Saquon Barkley for 13 weeks on my roster for the whole season, yep. and only brought him out in the playoffs, and he won me the title. Yeah. So I was trying to be too clever, it didn't work. And and if I'm being honest with you, and and, and I'm not fudging it, there's zero pressure on me this season. There's Absolutely. zero pressure, and yeah, yeah. nobody yeah. expects me to do anything because yeah. I have no first round pick. I have a second, a third, and two fourths, right? So, uh, and because we've got keepers, you know, players who are drafting in sixth, seventh, eighth position, they've got the opportunity to keep up one, two, or three, like McCaffrey, which I know you guys have spoken about in last week's show. Yep. The the reality is that I am sitting here going, what happens, what happens. I could take a get, gamble on rookies. Like look what happened with Jamar Chase when he yep. came into the league. Mm. Who's going to be that breakout candidate? Can I be a bit experimental? Uh, yeah, maybe maybe I will trade a few things. But the reality is I can have a bit of fun with it this season. For someone
0: for someone who you know father of a, a two year old little girl and and balancing that now with your job and you know spending time with the family and, and then fantasy for someone who doesn't have as much time you sound like you've got a lot of thought going thoughts going on and you put a lot of effort into thinking what will be what will be but oh I could go left I could go
2: right I could go rookies I well could I go. think I, I haven't I haven't spent a concerted effort studying it but yeah. come on the, the, the season has been over since February right so yeah. so we, we basically had six months which in the back of our heads. And, of course, with the WhatsApp chat, there's always the bad answer of, hey, you drafted this away, you're an idiot, what were you thinking? And you're like, okay, well, what what, what am I thinking now? It's not deep thought, it's just I, I have to be logical, I have to gamble on a few you're- things and have a bit of fun. And worst comes to worst, I'll end up with a really great draft pick next season.
0: I'll be, I'll be you are the team, there are two things that stand out to me as commish. You're the team I'm watching most closely about yeah. what your team looks like at the end of the draft, because we've never had someone give up a first rounder. We've had, and, and we've got a history of people picking first rounders where they don't play at all. As we know, Linos picked Bell when he sat out that season or you picked a player in the first round and they get injured and they're out for most of the year. So there's almost this focus on first rounds and Paul with his two first rounders is going to be like loads of pressure, loads of pressure. Actually, you've still got the same amount of picks. We've all got 25 picks. But the pressure's off, as you say, you can come creatively at this you know, draft strategy. I'm fascinated about what you end up with.
2: Yeah. I mean, the, the, the pressure for me is weirdly is that I, I pretty much always win the draft. If you go back through the history
0: it, <laughs> I mean
1: I mean you know, winning the winning the winning the draft is a is a very, project, very yeah. it's a
0: Browns
2: anyway. thing to do. Yeah. No, the, the NFL projections generally come out with me with the with the strongest first and second record, right? Yeah, yeah. No, and good. And, and, okay. and it didn't play out this season because John DeAndre Hopkins just shat the bed, right? I mean he was my third round pick. I got DeAndre Hopkins and he did nothing rest of my team were relatively healthy but my my wr situation wasn't great but yeah yeah i mean i'm challenging myself going can i come out with a good projected record that that's my barometer of okay i've done well what happens in the season you said injuries trades and then selections we all all make selection mistakes you know i mean god and the amount of points that are left on the bench from week to week is is incredible there's something you
0: said earlier on you said building from the defense and it was fascinating because as we're talking to different managers, some people are doing the complete opposite. But you saying that, I didn't realise you do that. It it, rema- it reminded me last year of a moment in the draft and you picked up Peppers. And Peppers, who played for like the Browns, he's played for the Giants, so like a DB. Yeah. And the moment you picked him up, and it was quite early on, like relatively speaking in the draft, like for a defensive back, I was like, what the fuck? Like he was on my list, you know. We all have a list of players who we think, oh, it's a sneaky player. I think I might be able to pick up. Who's decent and get me a few more extra. I was like, what the fuck? What, what's something there? Like you literally had picked him up like four rounds before I planned to, and I was like, yeah. and I did not. I, at that point, I did not think, oh, you have put in thought, extra thought into defense side, defensive side. So the, the,
2: the DB one's an interesting one because DBs are deep, right? DBs are deep, and there's always DBs coming through, right? Yep. Uh, but when you get to linebackers and particularly defense defensive linemen like there are there are three or four that are head and shoulders about so Darius Leonard is generally my team as an example right so I like having that because I'm going okay I'm going to get eight points out of you every week and I'm going to get the odd breakout of 15 16 points you know when he gets a sack and a runaway touchdown interception whatever I like having that because it gives you that same safety net of when your wide receiver doesn't perform you've got a cornerstone it's like having a good kicker isn't it and you could argue yeah you go too high up the draft but as it gets a bit I, I view defense like tight ends there's three tight ends you want and then there's everybody else yeah. right and even last year you know, it didn't pay off with Kittle and whatever else but the drop-off is huge so once you get one of the top three players in, in defensively in each position you're not rotating those players week to week in reality. Whereas we all rotate wide receivers, we all rotate running backs. we occasionally rotate our our QBs. So that's my view is it's like, let's keep that solid. Yeah.
1: Really interesting stuff. What always worries me about chatting to you, Barry, is that, you know what you're talking about, or at least you sound like you know what you're talking
0: about. Yeah, he
2: does. I can, I can, yeah. I can sound like I can sound like I know what I'm talking about on any subject. It's a skill.
0: Oh, oh hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. There's a challenge. Just, hold on, any subject.
2: No, I said I didn't say I know what I'm talking about. I said I can sound like I know what I'm talking about. Well, so, what's your
1: what's your current thought process on the Norwegian death metal scene?
2: Fantastic <laughs> question, isn't it? <laughs> Let's not go there.